After an emergency, local responders and relief workers will show up on the scene, but they can't reach everyone immediately. You could get help in hours, or it could take weeks. Basic services such as electricity, water, gas, sewage treatment, and telephones may be cut off for days, weeks, or even longer. Are you prepared to provide the basic needs of your family, such as food, water, and other supplies? Today, we'll take a look at the how, what, and where that are needed to build your emergency kit. Welcome to Typical Prepping, the podcast dedicated to everyday readiness and disaster preparedness. We're here to help those folks who seek to start their own disaster preparedness plan, or those who have gotten started but are not quite sure where or how to take the next steps. Each week, I'll present a disaster preparedness topic with actionable tips and strategies that you can implement to start or grow your personal disaster preparation. Thanks for stopping by to listen today. Hi, I'm Keith, and welcome to Typical Prepping. Today's episode is part three of our series on building an emergency preparedness plan for your family. So far, we've covered the family emergency communication plan, the financial disaster plan. Today, we'll wrap up the series with how to build your personal emergency supply kit. We'll discuss the items needed in your emergency supply kit, storage options, and maintaining the kit. So let's get started. After an emergency, you may need to survive on your own for several days. Being prepared means having your own food, water, and other supplies to last for several days. An emergency supplies kit is a collection of basic items your household may need in the event of an emergency. I've created a list of basic supplies for you to get started building your kit. The link to the list is available in the show notes. There's also a list of additional items you may consider after securing the basic supplies. Once you take a look at the basic items, consider what unique needs your family might have, such as supplies for pets, seniors, or those who have special needs. Starting your kit doesn't have to be expensive. You can find most of the supplies at your local dollar store or check out our friends at Survival Frog. They carry a variety of items suitable for your emergency kit. You may choose to buy a pre-packed kit like the one sold by our friends at 1-800-PREPARE.COM. They have basic kits for one person and up to 10 people, as well as other specialized kits and supplies. If you feel you want better quality items than you're able to source locally, I would suggest that you start with the inexpensive items and upgrade in the future. The main idea here is to put together a kit you can use now. To assemble your kit, store your items in airtight plastic bags and put your entire emergency supplies kit in one or two easy-to-carry containers such as plastic bins 
backpacks, or a duffel bag. It's also important to take into consideration the types of emergencies, both natural and man-made, that could typically take place in the area where you live when assembling your emergency kit. The items on the list are recommended supplies for a three-day survival period. If you plan to prepare for more than the recommended three-day period, start with a three-day kit and build on that. A basic emergency supply kit includes the following recommended items. Water. You'll need one gallon per person per day for at least three days, and this is for drinking and sanitation. Food. At least a three-day supply of non-perishable food. A battery-powered or hand-crank radio with no weather radio and tone alert. A flashlight. A first aid kit. Extra batteries. A whistle to signal for help. A dust mask to help filter contaminated air. Plastic sheeting and duct tape for sheltering in place. Moist towelettes, garbage bags, and plastic ties, and this is for personal sanitation. A wrench or pliers to turn off utilities. A manual can opener for food. Local maps. And a cell phone with chargers and a backup battery. Some of the additional emergency supplies that you may consider adding to your emergency supply kit are masks, soap, hand sanitizer, disinfecting wipes, prescription medications, non-prescription medications such as pain relievers, anti-diarrhea medication, antacids or laxatives, prescription eyeglasses and contact lenses and solution, infant formula, bottles, diapers, wipes, and diaper rash cream, pet food and extra water for your pet, cash or traveler's checks, important family documents such as copies of insurance policies, identification, and bank account records saved electronically or in a waterproof portable container, a sleeping bag or warm blanket for each person, a complete change of clothing appropriate for the climate, and sturdy shoes, a knife or multi-tool, a fire extinguisher, matches in a waterproof container, feminine supplies and personal hygiene items, mess kits, paper cups, plates, paper towels, and plastic utensils, water filtration purification supplies, paper and pencil, two-way radios, and books, games, puzzles, or other activities for children. Remember when acquiring these supplies to be mindful of any special needs or circumstances you or members of your family may have. So now that we've gone over the list of items for your supplies kit, let's talk a bit about maintaining your kit. After assembling your kit, remember to maintain it so it's ready when needed. And maintenance of the kit is fairly simple. Be sure to keep canned food in a cool, dry place. Store boxed food in tightly closed plastic or metal containers. Protect your kit from extreme temperature changes. Rotate or replace expired items as needed. 
and rethink your needs every year and update your kit as your family's needs change. And that's about all there is to maintaining your kit. Let's talk about some storage location. Since you don't know where you'll be when an emergency occurs, prepare supplies for home, work, and cars. I'd recommend having a home kit and also carrying a personal kit in a backpack or duffel bag, if that's possible. At home, you can keep this kit in a designated place such as a closet, cabinet, or basement and have it ready in case uh, you have to leave your home quickly. The home kit can be kept in a storage tote marked and sealed for emergencies and make sure all family members know where the kit is kept. I recommend the storage totes that have holes around the edges so that you can seal the lid with zip ties. This deters your kit from being prematurely open and contents being used for non-emergency purposes. This also helps to keep rodents out during storage. You may want to consider attaching a list to the top of your kit with expiration dates for the contents. Just as a reminder, this kit should be equipped with essential supplies for three days. However, some of those supplies still have an expiration, whether it's a year or ten years. A simple way to attach a list to the lid of a tote is to use a one-gallon freezer bag and a strong two-sided tape. Make sure the lid is clean. Use a couple of strips of two-sided tape cut to the length or width of the freezer bag. Attach one side of the two-sided tape to the freezer bag and tape the freezer bag to the lid of the tote. A one-gallon freezer bag will perfectly accommodate an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper with the names of the contents and their expiration date. Storing for work or car, just be prepared to shelter at work for at least 24 hours. Uh, your work kit should include food, water, and other necessities like medicines as well as comfortable walking shoes, and store in a medium-sized backpack or duffel bag. If your work doesn't allow you to store a kit or cannot accommodate the carrying of a bag onto the premises, then use your car emergency kit instead, leaving the kit in your car. You should also have an emergency kit for the car itself. Uh, in case you're stranded, keep an emergency supply kit in your car. This is going to be equipped with the same three-day emergency supplies as you would for home or work, along with these automobile extras. A set of jumper cables road flares or reflective triangles, ice scraper, a car cell phone charger, a blanket, a map, kitty litter or sand, and this is for better traction in inclement weather. These extra supplies can be packed in a separate storage container if you have the space in your vehicle. While we're on the subject of cars, I'd like to talk a little bit about preparing your car for emergencies and some of the following checks uh, you should be doing on a regular basis in case of an emergency, and that is to check your antifreeze levels, your battery and ignition system, the brakes, the exhaust system, your fuel and air filters, uh, heater and defroster, make sure that those work, the lights and flashing hazard lights, oil, thermostat, and windshield wiper equipment and washer fluid level. If you have the money and storage space in your vehicle, 
You might consider carrying some basic replacement parts and tools in a small bag in your car. As we wrap up this episode, I want to go ahead while we're still on the subject of cars and talk about some car safety tips with you. The first is keep your gas tank full in case of evacuation or power outages. A full tank will also keep the fuel line from freezing. Install good winter tires and make sure you have enough tread or any chains or studs required uh, in your local area. Do not drive through flood areas. Six inches of water can cause a vehicle to lose control or possibly stall, and a foot of water can float many cars. Be aware of areas where flood waters have receded. Roads may be weakened and could collapse under the weight of the car. If a power line falls on your car, you're at risk for electrical shock. Stay inside the car until a trained person removes the wire. If it becomes hard to control your car during an emergency, pull over, stop the car, and set the parking brake. If the emergency could affect the stability of the roadway, avoid overpasses, bridges, power lines, signs, and other hazards. And remember to take into consideration the types of emergencies, both natural and man-made, that could typically take place in the area where you live when assembling your emergency kit. When building your kit, make sure to start with the bare essentials and build up from there. Adding car and work kits or individual kits for each member of the household as time and money permits. I hope you've enjoyed this series and can use this information as a foundation for building your personal family emergency plan. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. And join me on next week's episode when the topic will be rethinking your mindset. I'll be discussing how you can develop a survival mindset. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends and family. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This really helps the show and gets our message out to others looking to start or improve their cribbing skills. If you found value in this content, feel free to leave me a donation at buymeacoffee.com slash typicalprepping. Your donation helps with the production cost of the show so I can continue to bring you more amazing content. Also, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. Until next time, stay safe and be prepared.